welcome to Indicator Cast episode 17. Uh, uh, well, tonight or this morning, depending on your time zone, I'm joined with uh, Matt Schley. How are you doing, Matt? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Doing well. Doing well. Uh, hanging in there. It's a little bit late, but I'm, I'm all good. Uh, <laughs> and we also have uh, Ryan Kendall. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm tired as well, but you know, after this, I'll have a shower and probably pass out in the shower, so it's okay. <laughs> cool, this is my first time recording uh, with sunlight going into the room with you guys. Yeah, there you go. The tables have turned. It has. <laughs> Pitch black. Yeah, usually, it's like eight for me, not not quite as late as it is for you guys. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Morning. Um. Cool. Uh, yeah, so today we're here to just cover the new announcements that uh, Indicator uh, announced the other day. Um, four new titles, uh, including a special um, big box. So uh, let's dig in and get right into it, shall we? So, um, yes, the first title is The Chalk Garden. Uh, Meet the personalities in this strange and suspenseful drama. Miss Madrigal. Who was she? Where did she come from? Why did she pace her room night after night? Laurel, 16 and outrageous. I steal things. I cheat at cards. I make up dreadful lies about people and then I blackmail them. Is that all? Yet Laurel wanted something. Was it warmth, affection, love? Could Miss Madrigal give it to her? Could Maitland, the servant who acted like a master? Yeah, I told you to get rid of all my old dolls. And what else is on the menu this morning, boss? Mathematics, personality development, sex education? Not all. Well, I've got to learn sometime. I'll never get the hang of it. Um, this is a film from 1964. Um, this is a limited edition uh, UK release, uh, actually UK premiere. Um, yeah, just going round table, uh, the Chalk Garden. Have you guys heard of this film or seen this film? Just, um, just take no, I haven't. I, I literally just like watched the trailer just before, to be honest. Looks um ah, what's that called? Not a period drama, but very like family drama orientated. When you read the description, I saw the trailer, and it's everyone's like looking for love, but they just hate each other at the same time, which I'm like perfect life yeah absolutely yeah I've, I've neither seen nor heard of this one reading the description and, and the kind of cast and crew looks like they brought together a whole bunch of or you know found a movie that brought together a whole bunch of people who are kind of in other places in the indicator catalog so <laughs> we've got a lot of familiar names but i don't know this one at all yeah yeah same here it's one that i'm not familiar with so once again very grateful to discover a new film and once again like you said matt there's a lot of familiar faces uh in this production and it, it kind of fits in the i guess we can call it yeah so the chalk garden is a, a limited edition set uh includes a high definition remaster original mono soundtrack audio commentary with film historian joe botling and lucy bolton uh includes the bhp interview with ronald name 1991 and archival Audio recording made as part of the British Entertainment History Project featuring the acclaimed director in conversation with Roy Fowler. Uh, an appreciation of Malcolm Arnold's score by author-musician David 
Huck Bale, that's 2021, uh, original theatrical trailer, image gallery, promotional and publicity material, uh, new and approved English subtitles, uh, limited edition booklet with extensive essays from Melanie Williams, extracts and interviews and autobiographies and an overview of contemporary critical responses to the film. And it's a limited edition of 3000. So um, pretty cool. Like I said a film I'm not familiar with. Um, yeah, what do you guys think of the overall package and whatnot? Uh, seems pretty interesting. Yes, I love it when like I've noticed when indie choose films and all that. You look, you look at all the um, actors, and they're all like in other films that Indicator have released as well. So they've done like Odessa File and um, Take yeah. a Girl Like You, Endless Night, Town on Trial, Wrong Box, Frantic. Yes. <laughs> it's like everything's connected. It's nice. Everything that is good is connected. It is, as Lee Gamble would say. Yes, it's a universe. Exactly. Yeah. No, I always enjoy the features, special features. I'm interested to see in this one. Yeah. Because this is one I'm, I have no idea about, you know. Like, the other two are, like, Ken Loach films, so you kind of have a certain idea of, like, oh, yeah, middle, low-class people's struggles. But um, I have no idea about this one, so I'm interested. Same. Yeah, I, uh, spoiler, I'm not having actually seen the other three that we're going to talk about but obviously like mm. way bigger name directors and you kind of know what you're you're getting into but you mm. know I, I always i'm always really interested when it's you know sort of a you know when when they see to curate something like this that i'm just that's just totally out of my awareness and mm. you know surely surely their judgment is you know worth worth the time to check out so yeah it's always the ones you don't know about the are the best ones. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, it's at the point now where we kind of trust their curation. Um, so it, it yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's something that seems to fit. And so once again, you know, one I haven't seen, but the extras will give it some context. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I do like my um, you know sort of period dramas. So yeah, yeah, very excited to to give it a watch. So yeah, that's. The Chalk Garden, which is coming out very soon. Mm. Uh, so the next two films are, well, actually, uh, two films by the same director. Um, you know, I like it when they do that, when they have sort of a, a similar theme going. Um, mm. The next film is Fatherland from uh, 1986, and this is directed by Ken Loach. collaborated with playwright uh, Trevor Griffiths uh, for this underseen political drama about an East German protest singer uh, who migrates to the West when he uh, falls foul of the authorities. He arrives to much interest from a medium, potentially lucrative record contract, but wishes only to be able to perform his songs and to find his father, another exile who has left his home country during 1953 East German uprising. Um, 
Yeah, once again, one I haven't seen. Um, what do you guys think of Fatherland? I mean, um, Kendall, you mentioned you've seen some Ken Loach stuff. Um, oh, I haven't seen a lot, but he's one of those directors that um, I want to delve into. He's kind of, he, to, to me, he's like the English um, Woody Allen, because Woody Allen has a certain theme to all his films, and Ken Loach has a certain theme to all his films, and they like make a film every fucking year. Yeah. That's prolific. <laughs> It's like Ken Loach, you know, you're going to have, like, some depressing film. And Woody Allen, you know, you're just going to have him being neurotic and, like, just losing his shit about random things in life. But, um, yeah, Ken is a guy that I want to dwell deeper into. Uh, mm. I actually borrowed a three-pack from Simon. Oh, no, from Nathan that had a couple of um, three um, Loach films. One of them was Lady Bird, Lady Bird, and I can't remember the other two. But, yeah, I'm always interested... Um, into the English lower class society. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Matt, is this one? Uh, well, like I said, have you seen any Ken Loach films previously? Any kind yeah, of come it, to- just a just a couple. I I'd consider him to be a pretty major sort of blind spot for me. But I've seen a couple of the more recent ones. Um, I Daniel Blake and The Wind That Shakes the Barley come to mind. Um, but yeah, he's, you know, it's like kind of one of those names that I have just not really sort of made the connection with. So yeah, these, this one and the next one that we're going to talk about, will be, um, great introductions sort of to his, Mm. to his earlier, well, I guess this one's earlier, but Mm. sort of a greater breadth of his work. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I, didn't realize how many films the guy had made. And once again, it's, it's sort of a director who, um, you know, I've seen some of his films, like, like I said, I, Daniel Blake, um, uh, Kess is, is a really good one. I really like Kess. Um, that, that's got a, I think Criterion and uh, mass cinema release that. So mm-hmm. really high res- highly respected Kess. And I saw that one. I, I loved it. Um, but once again, I'm going through his filmography, a real blind spot. I've barely seen any of these films and he's done so many. And, um, I'd be, yeah, like I said, it'd be, it'd be great if Indicator could get more of his films because I'd be very interested to deep dive more into his filmography. So, yeah, so very interesting. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, so uh, Fatherland is a uh, limited edition set, obviously. Uh, High-definition remaster, original audio mono, um, language barriers, 2021 new interview with editor Jonathan Morris, uh, talk about work, 1971, Ken Loach's documentary from the Central Office of Information, photographed by Chris Menges, uh, interviewing young people about their work, uh, right to work, March 1972, documentary film about a five-week protest uh, march from Glasgow to London that saw participation of a number of cultural figures, including Loach and other filmmakers. Huh? Uh, image gallery, publicity stills, um, or, yeah, English subtitles, um, limited edition booklet with a new essay by Frank Collins, an archival interview with Ken Loach, an extract of Loach on Loach. Uh, an overview of contemporary critical responses and uh, new writings on short films and film credits. And um, it's limited to 3,000, so, yeah, quite quite a set. Um, I'm keen to check this one out. And, uh, yeah, d- dig into more Ken Loach. Yeah, I'm interested about those older things, that right to work much and talk about work. Yeah. He's always for the people, Ken, isn't he? <laughs> 
Well, yeah, it's just, those extras, yeah, it gives a lot, like you said, Brian, a lot of working class um, mm. you know, uh, British society. So um, that's, yeah, those extras will give a little bit more context on the man himself. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Cool. Um, and I guess we'll repeat what we said again with, with Carla's song. It was a simple act of kindness. Right, a week suspension. Next time you're out. A moment when everything changed. So where, where is it you come from? Don't ask me question. No question. And two lives became entangled. What happened to your back? You don't know where he is. Whether he's dead. You have to find him. Now is the time when they both must choose. So, uh, what did you do? Go Scalpa, 81 to 84, Honduras. You? Bus driver, double-deckers, number 72, Glasgow. To stay together. <laughs> I want you to... Um, you know, one I haven't seen, but it is Ken Loach. Um, so, any thoughts on Carl's song? I mean, I haven't seen I I'm more. Yeah, I'm more interested in this one than Fatherland. With the spy, the story. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can run through it. Um, the first collaboration between director Ken Loach and screenwriter Paul Lavatry, uh, um, a relationship which now extends to 15 uh, films and shorts, including My Name is Joe and I, Daniel Blake, Carla Song, tells the story of George uh, from Trainspotting, um, a, a Glaswegian Glas 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 mm. a bus driver, and Carla. Um, a uh, Nicaraguan refugee. Uh, set in 1987, uh, the film follows the pair as they meet, fall in love, and travel to Nicaragua uh, in search of Carla's former lover, a possible victim of the civil war. So, yeah, this 996 looks looks interesting. I, I'm keen to check it out. Very keen. I just want to hear like Robert's Glaswegian like accent. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, um, I think, yeah, like we said earlier, um, uh, it, it's going to be an interesting watch. So, um, so yeah, this is a limited edition set. Um, uh, I can run through it quickly. High definition remaster, original stereo audio, audio commentary by director Ken Loach and screenwriter Paul Lavatry, uh, 2005. Uh, Keeping up appearances, 2021, new interview with pro producer Sally Hibben. Uh, Two Worlds Collide, 2021, a new interview with editor Jonathan Morris, uh, turning into Ni... Oh, sorry, Kendall, how do you say this? <laughs> oh, Nicaragua. Nicaragua, thank you. Yeah. Nicaragua. Uh, a new interview with composer George Fenton. Background of the Art, 2021, new interview with art director Fergus Clegg. Uh, Sound and Music, 2021, new interview with sound recordist Ray Beckett. Uh, Keeping Up Appearances 2021, new interview with script supervisor Susanna Lenton, uh, deleted scenes, original theatrical trailer, image gallery, publicity, uh, publicity and promotional material, uh, limited edition booklet with new essay by Michael Patterson, an extract from Paul Lavatory's introduction uh, to his screenplay, Ken Loach on recutting the film, an extract from a report, and the naked. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. When I like first tried to pronounce this word, I was saying something completely different. Yeah. I was completely wrong. 
Nickajurian. Thankfully, you're not saying that word that I was. Uh, <laughs> an overview of contemporary crew responses and film credits limited to three thousand, so quite a package. Um, and yeah, it it looks looks like a very interesting film. And the cover yeah, heaps up, of new stuff, great. heaps of interviews too. Yeah, new interviews. Yeah, um, yeah, I just think the cover is really striking too. It, yeah, it, simple and striking. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird, like seeing stuff for like 2021 because when we started this podcast it was all like 2020 so now i'm like reading a new year <laughs> i have to double check to make sure it is 2021 on my own. <laughs> it's a bit like that isn't it wow cool um so yeah very interesting any final thoughts on carla's song or yeah, i think this one and chalk got another two i'm mostly interested in yeah top of the watch pile yes absolutely um cool uh any final thoughts matt on the ken loach double oh. yeah no I, nothing other than i'm you know i'm looking forward to expanding my ken loach knowledge with with both of these yeah yeah absolutely same here so hopefully if they can acquire more from his filmography it'll be good to um you know see more because like i said like you said uh ryan he is a bit of a woody allen and the amount of films he's made so mm -hmm. uh, it'll be great if um yeah indicator could start digging through his catalog so we'll see we'll see um, yeah, yeah cool carl's song um cool uh and look the, the final title is the big one it's the big box uh we knew it was coming because of rumors. Uh, there was yeah, a the picture, and everyone said it was like, "Oh, it doesn't even fit in the catalog." I'm like, "It does." <laughs> Irreversible. Two thousand and two, yes, Gaspar Noé. Yes. Um, yeah, Irreversible. Wow. Um, Ryan, I know you. You're quite a fan of this movie. Um, what, what were your thoughts not, on? Yeah, this? not as much as you're saying, but like, yeah. I'm, I just like love Gaspar because it's like he's the biggest like fuck you to the film world and how to make a film. He just completely changes it all the time, and mm. it's just so beautiful. Um, I I love this film. Like, apart from like the obvious rape scene and all that, just the way he decided to show it, like going from backwards and I was just, it's almost like, I mean, this is like better than fucking Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
it is like it's um so sport well not really sport yeah, this is like a better version of memento let's be honest <laughs> so basically the film uh yeah goes backwards um from start to finish so as, as the title suggests so um mm. it's, it's it's a bit of a puzzle and you kind of go through this this brutal world um i, I like this film too i'm a big fan of it um matt is this one i'm sure you've you probably heard of it but it's one i think you mentioned been on your radar but you haven't seen it um irreversible yeah yeah you know actually it's funny ken loach and then uh gaspar noe is also kind of a kind of a blind spot director for me so i've seen the only one i can think of that i've seen is climax and i feel like there's another one but i'd have to look at his filmography um but i loved that it's it's just kind of a you know I I haven't put in the time to like sit down with some of his other movies and I know this is a really you know huge title obviously I'm familiar with it um, but you know and and obviously you know reading into like spine number two hundred and you know the big box set release I'm I'm thinking that they view this as a sort of a a major entry in the catalog mm-hmm. I'm curious what people think doesn't fit about it because the, the the range for indicator genre wise to me is so like monumentally wide that it's hard to imagine anything sort of of, mm. of quality not finding a place to fit absolutely and i think it was just because of the rape scene people were just like oh that's just not their style yeah <laughs> like the rape scene is brutal and all that but you know everything else is like it's not as confronting as because it's like you know it's a one shot scene. Yeah, the camera doesn't move or anything. You'll know the scene yeah. if you see it. Um, but and it's actually on the cover, so it kind of you know yeah, exactly that's the scene. It's a very uh, with no spoilers, but there, there is a very brutal scene. Um, but it's um, I think yeah, but a lot of people are quite surprised. Like, well, you know, it doesn't fit the yeah the indicator style, but you know it. Like the catalog side so diverse, and um, I think maybe the brutal nature of it is what a lot of people like. You know, it doesn't mm. fit with them, but you know, I, I don't know because, like I said, they um, you know, they're you know, up to two hundred titles now. Like you've got to, and, and it, it's it's and I guess the big thing is it's it's a foreign film as well. With they bridge, they're branching out into foreign films finally. Um, yeah, they've had a couple. Yeah, that, that is very exciting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, because that's what I was saying when they was first um teased and all that. And I was like, kind of complaining. It's like, yeah, but release Ghost of Mars and Vampires and fucking Fu Manchu and Norman J. Warren box set. I'm like, come on, mate. Put that, put fucking, you know, Norman J. Warren next to Charlie Bubbles. It's fucking chalk and cheese. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like, oh, but, you know, it's it, it, it's too new. I'm like, too, it's trashy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, someone said, oh, it's new. I'm like, new. this is, this film's like, it's 20 years old now. Like, <laughs> I think yeah, a lot almost. of people get like the 2000s that we're, we're hitting 20 years for these films now. They are becoming catalog films. And so a lot mm. of people like, and I, they like, Ghost to Mars, that was like 2001. So um, I right. think this is, I think this is the newest in the collection in terms of films. It's the newest title, 2003. I think you'd be right. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's either this or Ghost of Mars. Yeah, I think Ghost of Mars was earlier. Wait, let me look at the fucking thing. Yeah, I think Ghosts may have been two thousand one, if I'm not mistaken, but or two thousand one. But yeah, this this is so generally speaking the the, the newest one, even though it's eighteen years old or nineteen yeah. years. Old, so. I think Ghost of Mars was two thousand and one. Yeah, two thousand and one. Yeah, so this is the newest one. Um, 
so yeah so so i mean guess for no way um <clears throat> perhaps the quintessential example of new french extremism uh, i guess you know this film did kick it off uh, yeah i suppose so yeah yeah because that's, that's the funny thing about french extreme films it's like it sort of was a wave but wasn't if you look at all the films that came out there's like it, there's about 10 films over like a 10 year period yeah so, yeah it, yeah it was and um i think the next big one in my opinion would have been hot tension high tension yeah high tension was that and then like the frontiers came around yep there's so uh, and martyrs and yeah martyrs so and there's just like a big gap between each one so it's like kind of a way but not unless there's heaps of underground stuff that we haven't seen or heard of yeah um because there was yeah the french extremism um genre which was pretty interesting in the, in the 2000s it was like a real genre um and and you know, mm. kind of leading the way for sort of extreme cinema um irreversible amazed and outraged audiences across the world upon its release in 2002 with its harrowing scenes of rape and violence now gaspar noe's uh nauseating thrilling ingenious masterwork returns in a new 4k restoration both in its original theatrical cut and potential uh, sorry impotent new straight cut assembled in 2020 that reorders the film in reverse narrative into linear chronologically uh ryan what do you think about that um putting the film uh on? i don't know like uh how do we do that with oh, I like, oh maybe i don't know i don't know i, I, don't know. I think i think the child it's sort of like having um a version of parasite in black and white i'm like really does it need to be in black and white <laughs> yeah but um no nah, i think you people can watch that if they want to if it doesn't really make sense but it's a pretty simple story um but yeah no keep it as how it is intended to watch and then you'll understand why it's so good i i think so i think i personally recommend just watching the the theatrical cut because um it, it is a bit of a mystery it unfolds throughout the night and you try and figure out why how it got to that stage and mm, exactly yeah, it's just it, yeah it, uh, i don't know it's, it's interesting um um matt just curious what do you think uh, i know you haven't seen the film but what do you think about films being reordered or recut i know there was i think there was that, that raising cane a few years ago and they've done it with a few films sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't um just curious what you think of the the recut um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a, I mean, it's interesting that they put it on here and that, it, that it's included and maybe I'll watch it, you know, after sort of watching the theatrical version. But I just think it's a little bit bizarre when it's something like that, that's sort of, you know, obviously there's an intent to to ordering it in the way that it's ordered and to basically take that away and put it into something that's more sort of normal and digestible like takes a little bit of the it it almost it makes it less interesting and kind of like like ryan said like it's a little bit like putting parasite in black and white it's like well does this is adding something and you know it's not really in line with the intent or the way that the movie was written and filmed so i don't know it's it's a little strange i think it would be good if you like you watch the film normally and then you watch it the straight cut but with the commentary Mm. If it comes with commentary, so you can just like, okay, so I know what the film is. Let's just listen to people talk and their essays about it. Yeah. Maybe. 
Maybe, you know, that's a very good point because I like to get a bit of context to why they chose to do that. So I'm sure, well, um, I'll, I'll jump into the extras. Hopefully there's a bit oh, of explanation yeah. there. And hopefully they explain more. Saying the extras, yeah. yeah. They also they also cut eight minutes out of the uh, straight. Yeah, cut. I was just about to say the two versions. Normal cuts ninety eight and straight min straight cuts like ninety minutes. Let's say like literally the rape gone. <laughs> Probably like, more of a mainstream cut. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, it's very very strange. So yeah, it's a four K restoration supervised by ride director Gaspar Noir. Now this is a this is a big deal because um, Ryan, as you know. We in Australia, <laughs> we had a, a, a Blu-ray down here of this film. Um, and it's probably one of the worst Blu-rays I've ever owned. Um, they, I had the DVD. I never had the Blu-ray, by the way. <laughs> oh, there was a Blu-ray down here, a company called yeah. Axe Films. They're, they're gone now. But um, basically, they slapped the, the DVD on a Blu-ray. Like, it's literally the DVD. I, I'm not making it. Oh, okay. It. Yeah. It's, um, and, and someone in a forum did a extract, and they... they and the, the the disc, uh, the file size for the movie was four gig. So yeah, that's that's a DVD size. So anyway, enough mm. of my rambling. So this is big, the proper 4K restoration. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, two cuts, uh, 98, and the other one, which is 90, the straight cut, original 5.1 surround sound and 2.0 stereo tracks. Um, audio commentary by Gaspar Noé uh, on the theatrical cut, 2003. Um, the Irreversible Odyssey 2019 retrospective documentary featuring interviews with Gaspar Noé, uh, actors Monica um, Bellucci and uh, Vincent Cassel and others. Uh, SFX 2003 visual effects supervisor uh, Rodolf uh, Chabiri um, discusses the team's work on the film, original theatrical trailer, 2020 straight cut trailer, image promotional materials, um, a limited edition exclusive 80 page book with an USA by Anna Bugaskaya, archival interviews and articles and overall on contemporary critical responses and films credits. Um, it's limited to 5,000. Um, I suspect this one will go pretty soon. Um, but yeah, what, what do you guys think of the overall package? Seems pretty exciting. I'm, I'm interested with the SFX, to be honest, because that there's that other scene that not a lot of people talk about because it's overshadowed by the rape, but you probably remember it's in the nightclub and that one scene. Just oh. like, you know, it's all like that one shot. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. When the first time I watched, I was like, this is amazing. How do they do that? So yeah. I want to know, get in depth. Because I just like love seeing long takes of violence happening like in the middle of it. And I'm just like, wait, it doesn't look like CGI. How do they do that? Yeah, there's no, no CGI in this. Sure. So, um, yeah, stuff like that I'm interested in. I do love um, special effects, um, docos and all that. It's yeah. great how people create such amazing work. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I, I love agree with that. anything with Vincent. Just like, give me Vincent. Just give me all Vincent. I love him. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, uh, Matt, any final thoughts on the, the overall package? Yeah, no, agreed. And, you know, I... I I also love, you know, it seems like lots of um, sort of supplements that, that get sort of the insights of Noe and the actors and, you know, sort of the people involved and, you know, only disappointed that uh, that nobody re-edited the 2003 audio commentary in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very interesting. Uh, it's just, um, I'm just curious, maybe, maybe the booklet gives some context, but um, yeah, just... Mm. Interesting, very interesting choice from. Uh, it seems like he 
yeah, he supervised it. So, um, yeah, well, I, I guess we'll find out more close to release. But, um, yeah, very nice box, hard box. I, I, I love the cover art they chose. It's just the, the poster art. Um, and it's a, mm. if you take away the, the, the card, it's just simple um, you know, black surrounding the image. So look, yeah. it's a really nice, nice package. So, yeah, I never thought I'd see the day reverse will get the deluxe treatment, but um, finally it's it's getting the respect it deserves. Um, so, yes, very excited. <laughs> cool. Um, well, that's it. That's it for the month. That's the uh, all the titles coming very soon. Um, that's all the April ones. Um, so, yeah, just a bit of news on from Indicator's side. Um yeah, basically, they just released, uh, sorry, just announced six new standard editions. So these include uh, the Tingler, 13 Ghosts, Homicidal, Mr. Sardonicus, To Serve With Love, and Born of Fire. So uh, these are standard reissues. It looks like uh, four of them are from the Wooling Castle box set. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's coming out. A while for To Serve With Love to get out of print as well. Yeah, that was an early one, like yeah, very early. three or something. Four, Four yeah. yeah. But um, Born of Fire is amazing. Oh, my God. The visuals in that. Yeah, Born of Fire is a great film. So if you missed the limited set, um, yeah, definitely grab the standard one. It's, it's, a, it's a great film. Really, really amazing film. Mm. Um. So, yeah, and we have, a, as usual, the low-stock news. Um, very low-stock, Fat City, Charlie Bubbles, Modern Romance, The Wild One, Hammer Volume 3, Blood and Terror, uh, low-stock, Hammer Volume 4, Faces of Fear, The Border, Little Murders, A Dandy and Aspic, and uh, Sweet Charity, Garden of Stone, Berserk, and The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T. So, um, yeah. Sweet yeah. Charity went quick, too. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, that just came out. Um, are there any, if you were to pick one or two, would you recommend any of these that are going out of print very soon for people to pick up? If they were to... I forgot the first few you said. Um, Charlie Charlie Bubbles. Oh, um, Fat City. Fuck mm. yeah, Fat City. Get on that shit. Because any young Jeff Bridges is just like, babe. Charlie Bubbles is great. Mm-hmm. The Border. That's a good one. Yeah. Great. Uh, what else did you say? Oh, <laughs> uh, they had a sorry, modern romance. Yes, that's a great comedy. Oh my god, it's Albert Brooks. Oh, it's great, it's great. Um, they're all. I mean, they're all good, but yeah, it's just grab them while you can. Uh, Matt, are there any on the list there that you would recommend? Yeah, I think if I mean anyone who doesn't have modern romance or Little Murders should just rush mm. out. To make sure that you get those before they go out of print. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Modern Romance, um, yeah, and uh, Little Murders. I, I love that film, and that was one of the most amazing discoveries on the label for me. So, highly recommend Little Murders. Definitely get the limited. Yeah, yeah, I was blown away. By that. <laughs> that was quite a discovery. And um, Modern Romance, early Albert Brooks, um, great, great comedy. Um, yeah, all, all good stuff. So yeah, definitely, yeah, get on it. Um, you know, try and get the limited sets because once they're gone, they're gone, and you know, yeah. they they end up on eBay or they end up on the group at a uh, thirty times the price. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, 
Yeah. Figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> so try and get them now while they're in print. So they're there. Um, cool. And look, we had um, four little teasers, uh, little images from posters. Um, they worked out pretty quickly on the group. Um, some some good folks actually worked them out. Um, oh, sorry, I just need to get them. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Were they again? Uh, just bring up the um, Thunderbolt was one. Yes, so they had four teaser images. First one, Shadow of the Cat, yes, with the woman kind of screaming her face. Cool. Uh, yes, more hammer, so that, that's pretty much confirmed. Um, so does that mean, like, it's going to be in a box? Yeah, probably a volume five. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's going to be, like, all animal ones. We mm. haven't had an animal hammer film box it. That would be cool because it, it's always been a theme to the yeah. Uh, it's a bit of so like animals, killer animals. Mm. Shadow of the cat. Um, mm. The other one is a uh, Joseph von Stogberg's Thunderbolt from 1929. That's the eye, uh, the eye image, kind of looking to the right. Um, once again, one I haven't seen, um, but by the looks of it, it's a um, mm, the pre code. Pre-code Noir. Um, yeah, fucking 929. God damn. Yeah. From, Is it a silent film? Yeah. Uh, uh, just going to have a look. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's Bond, <laughs> Bernberg. Um, let me have a look here. This it, thing is, this something that he did when he was in Germany? Uh, it's Wikipedia says Thunderbolt was Sternberg's first film using synchronized sound technology. Ah, so it is sound. Okay, interesting. Um, so yeah, just wondering what do you guys think of uh, von Sternberg um, Thunderbolt? Seems pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I like his um, what is it, Scarlet? What is it Scarlet box set? I don't know. Just Rich. Oh, one of them was Scarlet Empress. That's my favourite from the box set. But um, he's done some good stuff. I think one of my favourite one was um, Eureka released it. Was it the Saga of... Think, oh, the Saga of Anathan. 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 Fuck, I can't even pronounce it. <laughs> oh, it's great. Well, yeah. It's literally just like Japanese soldiers on a desert island with one woman and like one guy has the girl and then another guy kills that guy and then gets with the girl and they're all just fucking losing their mind because they think they're still at war. It's great. It's a great Got desert it. film. Gotta see it. Like Fuck uh, yeah. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so more um, Von Sternberg by the looks of it. Um, that was yeah. pretty quickly. The other one, the other, the other clue was the earring um, and that earring is actually from a film called She Done Him Wrong. And that is a, you know, a pre-code sort of comedy, um, possibly a screwball-type comedy. I haven't seen it. Oh, yeah. oh um, Mae West. Yes, yes, Mae West film. Um, and Cary Grant. And, and Cary Grant, yeah. And oh, I'm, I'm loving if Indicator getting into more of these sort of 30s sort of um, pre-code films. This this is really good news. Um, yeah, any thoughts on, on this do, possible? Do you think they could... Um do like a Mae West box set 
because I'm looking at the runtime of this one, and it's like literally an hour long. <laughs> so it doesn't really seem long enough for a single release. So it'd be kind of cool if they did a May West box set. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, if they could pull these pre-codes into one box set, yeah. It's like the... Um, yeah, they've the, done the Maryland Dirich one, so... I guess she's the next best thing back in that day. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's um, she done him wrong. So, yeah, that, that looks that looks pretty cool. It's a, it's a pre-code. Once again, happy that they're doing that. And uh, the other one with the sort of uh, ghostly figure dancing around a tree uh, is actually a film called uh, The People Next Door. And that is a film um, I, I don't know, not too much about it's a 1970 film uh called people next door um uh, yeah once again don't know too much about it um okay uh based on wallet in it yeah Julie harris um yeah basically al holbrook as well al holbrook yeah yeah so it's an american film uh suburban parents uh wonder where they went wrong when their teenage daughter um, Deborah Winters gets hooked on drugs. So that um, seems pretty interesting. Yeah, the post is like a movie as American as Mum's Apple Pie, Daddy's Scotch on the Rocks, and Little Maxie's Hang Ups. I'm like, oh, fucking, all right, this might be one of those classic 70s American films. It just, oh, yeah, I can see where the ghost thing comes in. Yeah, this is that image dancing. Yeah. Around. It just sounds like a bit of a, a generation clash type movie. Um, mm. Yeah, so man. I'm I'm intrigued. Um, Matt, have you heard of this one or another one that kind of just came out of nowhere? <laughs> no, this is definitely one that's that I know nothing about. <laughs> completely off my radar. So, looking forward to seeing what it what it brings with it. Yeah. So that's that's the four titles which were pretty quickly. Um, debunked. debunked in the group, yeah, very, very quickly, but like on the night, like it was like bam, 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 like. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe with I think you're right. Maybe post what art, it's a bit easier, but with actual, like you know, if it's a hand or a foot or something, it's a bit of a, mm. a challenge. So there was yeah, four pretty big teasers that they dropped. So yeah. they they should be coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Some so. people have too much time on their hands. <laughs> Uh, or like John from Indigo oh, for fuck's sake it's just 20 minutes and they've already figured it out <laughs> stuff and release it in 2023 <laughs> John and Sam's show. make them wait already no <laughs> uh, so yeah pretty interesting stuff um, cool well I mean th- that's it that's all the indicated titles for April and the news and, and rumours um just want to finish it off. Um, is there anything you guys have been watching recently? Uh, doesn't have to be, you know, indicator related. Any any new releases you picked up and watched? Um, yeah, anything. Well, I mean, I literally watched Sweet Charity like, um, two nights ago. Yeah, two nights ago. It was awesome. I loved it. Fucking Bob Fosse. He's, you know, you're gonna have some good stage production costumes and dance routines. I love it. I liked it too. Um, I enjoyed it. I need to watch uh, Lee's The Extra with Lee, uh, Lee's Gammon's Extras. I got a. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and there's an auto commentary with um, was it Lee and two other women? Oh, and they just like do segments of the film because it's like a two and a half hour film. But it's like you do this hardcore bit and I do that bit. Very good. Yeah, that's about it. Really? Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, Matt, anything you've seen recently or had a chance to, to watch or anything noteworthy? You know, I gotta say, I I have been I've been kind of in a like swamped with work over the last couple of weeks, and I can't tell you the last Blu-ray that went into my player off the top of my head because uh, it's just been it's been a crazy couple of weeks. I did just get in the mail yesterday. Um, Flickr Alley here in the States released a Laurel and Hardy set that's like <laughs> each of them separately before they were together. So. Um, okay. I think those will be pretty short, so I might I might pop some of those in Ooh. Here pretty soon. So that's stuff you can watch while you're like unpacking boxes and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> great background movies. Boom. Yeah, that's cool to watch stuff before they were together. That's always like interesting to see. Yeah, it should I think it should be pretty neat. Yeah, very cool. Um, cool. Yeah, I uh, once again I've been very busy too. I in terms of indicator. Um, I've, I'm trying to watch a few when I can. I, I watched um, uh, a soldier story actually. Just randomly chucked that on. Um, I oh, yeah, really, one. really enjoyed that film. It's a great, great sort of mystery um, about a black officer that goes down to to um, uh, yeah, the the southern state, Louisiana, Louisiana. Yeah, to, to yeah. figure out a murder of another black officer and um, very appropriate sort of movie for these times. It's a really great. Great, great film, and um, it, it 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 goes into a lot about the. Um, I was not aware, like, so sort of that that time period, World War Two, sort of the the black military, how they were all separated, and it, it's a very interesting film, and and um, it's got um, uh, Denzel Washington in it, quite a young Denzel. Um, mm. It's it's a really good film, and um, I do recommend it. Soldier's Story, uh, if you get a chance, check that out. Sure. Yeah, it's it's a I great film. Yeah, that's the last indicator I watched. But I also um, quickly the other night I watched um, from Severin. Uh, they released a documentary called Tales of the Uncanny. And, um, oh, I yeah. Really, one's yeah, not bad. Yeah, I really like this documentary. Um, if you guys, um, it's basically the history of anthologies, horror anthologies, and it goes back all the way back to the, the German silent era to modern day. So it's an interesting watch. So if you like anthologies uh, or horror anthologies, it, it's a great watch, and it goes through um, you know, every film you can think of from you know every era um, yeah. and history, time, like every anthology. So it's really, yeah, great. And also includes on the disc, um, you know, like this 1919 silent film, the, the, like the first um, uh, horror anthology from 1919, um, some bloody germ from can't think of the name of it, but um, it's it's a really great set. So um, yeah, do recommend uh, Tales of the Uncanny if you guys uh, want to check that out. So yeah, it's very interesting. Cool. Um, cool. Well, I I guess that's about it. Anything else, you guys, on your mind or we'll call it wraps? Apart from my missing film, nothing else is on my mind. <laughs> Uh, it, it'll pop up as soon as you spend, you know, ninety dollars. Yeah, just like buy the Pakistan edition. It's gonna pop up. I'm like, that's our thing standing now. Well, Ryan, do you want to mention just quickly your new movie setup, your movie room? No. Uh, 
I moved out of home. Fucking sick. <laughs> like, I was surprised that I could fit like three shelves on each side, and just like I could, I can fill them up if I wanted to. But I need you, you got to be smart about this stuff. You have to at least have space or two for future releases, especially if you're fucking collecting a whole bloody catalog of films. You know, you know, there's gonna be more. That's great. It's good to have get get some fresh air. You're out of boxes now, so it makes me happy. Yeah. My life is out of boxes. <laughs> it's like yeah. I've been living in a suitcase. It was good. I love well, it. They're all on display, and they look really nice, and so you got to make that that room for indie because they're not slowing down. About. I know, right? <laughs> like fucking five, like, sections for them. Please. Plenty of room. Each section is 20 films, so indie, chop, chop. <laughs> excellent cool well um yeah that's about it um thank you guys for coming on um yeah it's exciting stuff's coming and uh yeah we'll, we'll see you all later thank you for listening